Goodbye diets and hello sustainable health. I'm Elise, dietitian and nutritionist based in the Silicon Valley. I believe that we all deserve an effortless relationship with food without obsession. Is sugar addiction real? This is such a controversial question because depending on how you look at it, you might approach life differently. Here's what I mean. I think the people that say, you know, I'm a sugar addict, I am just addicted to sugar, I have no self-control, it runs in the family, we all have a sweet tooth, I think those people go through life completely ignoring sugar and cutting it out completely. They think that they can't control themselves around it, so why have it in their life? And they do everything in their power to be abstinent. It's almost like when you think you're an alcoholic, you need to go cold turkey on it. And so that's the extreme that I see people when they think they're a sugar addict. On the other hand, the people who don't think that they're necessarily addicted to sugar, they approach it through a more flexible lens. You know, maybe they don't engage with it all the time, but when they do, it feels like a slippery slope and they don't really know how to manage it. Now, I'll share with you what I used to think. So back when I was younger in high school, college, I actually kind of did think that I was addicted to sugar because every time I had it, I just couldn't stop. And it was very apparent actually in middle school, you know, I would get candy bars or ice cream and it just felt like I couldn't stop eating it. And that's when I thought, okay, um, this is something I'm really weak around. I'm just weak to my knees when it comes to a candy bar that has hard toffee in it. Um, something about that. I could chomp on it forever. I could eat it and then feel sick to my stomach, but still want more of the taste. I knew that wasn't good. And so when I got to college, I mean, it just, the cycle perpetuated where I would have dessert maybe two or three times a day after every meal. Also, that was really maybe not serving me because I just felt like I was out of control. I had to have something sweet every single day, multiple times a day. I actually was starting to fear that I was going to develop diabetes, probably an unwarranted fear, but perhaps also a little bit warranted. (laughs) So fast forward, now my perspective on sugar is, you know, back then I ate all of those different desserts and did I feel good? No, because one, I was lactose intolerant and usually my stomach did not feel good after dessert because they were heavy and dairy anyways. And two, yeah, I think I really enjoyed the taste of it and I do still have an inclination towards it, but ultimately it didn't serve me. Physically, I didn't feel good. Mentally, I I feel like I was always craving it. And on a physiological level, when, when you are eating sugar all the time throughout the day, your blood sugar is kind of going on this roller coaster ride with you. It goes really high, but then it also comes crashing down. And when it comes crashing down, it's, le- it's looking for another high. So on a physiological level, yeah, I, I did really want the sugar because my body was just trying to find some peace, right, with my blood sugar. But the more I've grown older, the more I've valued balanced meals, you know, where most meals, maybe every meal actually has protein. Every meal has some fat. Every meal has some carbs that has a lot of fiber. When I started to shift towards balanced meals, my blood sugar started to regulate. And that was kind of the first step, guys. The first step was my blood sugar 
you know, being a little bit more stable with all of those kind of balanced meals. And then I didn't feel as many lows. So here's the thing. Back then, I was eating a very unbalanced diet. I was always very low fat and low carb, which left me with very little food. So of course, I wanted to eat carbs. You know, I had a phase where I was low fat. So all I ate were bagels with nothing on it for for lunch and I didn't really eat very much during the rest of the day. So of course, you know, whatever food my body was craving for, the sugar made the most sense because I was too scared of fat, so I just gravitated towards sugar and carbs and that was a roller coaster. And then later on when I was low carb, then I was craving sugar again because I wasn't giving myself carbs at meal times. So you can see that the more you cut out one food group, regardless of what it is, your body is generally not going to be very happy. And so when I found the right balance um, at mealtimes, my body physically leveled out. So my cravings for sugar were dulled. That was the biggest thing. When my cravings were dulled, then it, it didn't feel out of control every time I had it. It just felt, okay, I want something sweet because it's like a taste preference, but will I go out of control? Probably not. So going back to the first camp, right? Do you feel like you're addicted to sugar, that you call yourself a sugar addict? That kind of puts you in the victim mindset. You know, a lot of the time with food, we can't just go cold turkey on food. You know, what if it's your daughter's first birthday? You know, are you not going to celebrate with cake? And are you not going to have the cake? I mean, that's so sad. Food is so complex and multifaceted in terms of how we experience life. We kind of need food and sugar and sweets is one of those celebratory things. To demonize our culture and to say that sweets aren't necessary is a harsh statement because sweets, if you think about it, were always very rare. And because they were so rare, they were always used to celebrate big, big events, right? Fun times. And so we can't really blame our culture for sugar. We need to celebrate that it's a form of celebration and it is special. We have to treat it specially. You know, it's a special thing. (laughs) Man, that sounds so silly. So yes, we got to think of it as special. Right now it's, you know, easily accessible every day, all day, but it used to be special. So we didn't have it all the time. So if you put it through that lens, you know, it, it really, it was so hard to make cake. The sugar, the butter, all of that churning butter took ages. Sugar was hard to come by. And back then there wasn't that much of it anyway. So once you had a piece, you had to share it with the rest of the family or community. So you really didn't get a chance to eat that much of it. But anyways, so in the current modern age where we are exposed to it every day, all day, what do we do, right? I would say, how is that mindset of I am a sugar addict serving you? If it's causing you to quake in fear every time you come near sugar, perhaps it's not serving you. And if you notice that when you do open the gates of eating sugar, you feel out of control, it's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you tell yourself, I am a sugar addict, then it kind of feels okay to overdo it or binge on sugar because you already kind of said that. You're like, oh, I'm a sugar addict. So when I do eat it, I eat all of it. And that's just who I am. How is that serving you? How is that kind of self-fulfilling prophecy really serving you? Rather, I would want you to set yourself up for success. 
You know, are you eating balanced meals with lots of protein and good fats to make sure that your blood sugar is in a stable place so that the next time that you do have something sweet, at least there's not this primal longing to normalize your blood sugar. You're coming from this steady, stable, grounded place where your body isn't crying out for sugar. It's just, um, you know, maybe wanting the taste of it. And then once you set yourself up for success in terms of a blood sugar standpoint, then you can really tackle while you're eating something sweet, really enjoying it mindfully. You know, a lot of the time we might have missed it so much that we scarf it down or we eat really quickly and forget about even noticing the taste. I encourage you to really, really appreciate every bite of the sweet thing that you're having. How is it sitting in your taste buds? What's the texture like? Do you like how it's sitting? Is it too rich? Is it too light? Um, What are you feeling? And is the next bite just as enjoyable as the previous bite? Or are you noticing diminishing returns on each bite? Maybe by the 15th bite, you notice, huh, I've gotten the taste. I've gotten the experience. I'm kind of over this, this cake now. That's a good piece of insight. Or, huh, on the 20th bite, I'm really checked out. I'm just kind of watching TV or not even paying attention to the food. Also something to notice. Or maybe by the 25th bite, you're like, oh man, I got to, my buttons on my pants, I got to unbutton. I don't feel so good. Or maybe it's so thick and rich that I'm feeling slightly nauseous. You know that feeling after cheesecake where you're like, oh my God, that was five bites too many and I'm feeling a little bit sick. Lean in to those insights. You don't have to do anything right now, but I tell all my clients, notice the change in every bite and notice how your body is feeling, how you're thinking about the food. Is the next bite still bringing you joy? That's the real takeaway question. Can you go into eating dessert from a stable, neutral place And then as you're eating the food, can you notice each bite and notice when it's bringing you joy versus when there's diminishing returns? And I think you'll have a better handle on sugar with those two pieces in mind. Because one, you're setting yourself up for success. And two, you're staying mindful and grounded in that situation. You're not getting distracted. You're not getting caught up in, oh my God, this is so good. You're really staying true to what your body is telling you. I know this sounds woo-woo. And if you feel like, man, this sounds easier said than done, I wish I could give you a better answer. But I really think if you work at this, you will detach yourself from the notion that I'm addicted to sugar. Ultimately, personally, I don't think that label is serving you because I want you to enjoy sugar without feeling like you did something bad, okay? And I want you to enjoy sugar knowing that you can eat it um, in peace without going overboard. That's my ultimate hope um, because life isn't really worth living without sugar, right? Am I right? Yeah. If you feel like that sugar addict, quote unquote, or you feel out of control around sugar with or without the label, I want you to reach out to me because I think we can get stuck in that for so long. I felt like that for ages, years that I I needed sugar every single day. I was so addicted to it. 
and know that we can work on strategies to get your blood sugar more stable, know that we can work towards um, staying mindful. This is the stuff that, you know, listening to it is one thing, but talking about your own experience with a professional is a whole other thing. And so if you need extra support, I am taking clients on right now. So if you go onto my website, Elise, Z as in zebra, and then Lou, L-I-U.com, you can put yourself on my wait list. And that way we can set up a discovery call, a free 15-minute discovery call to see where you're at and to see how I can best support you because I want to get you out of this as soon as possible. And think about, you know, the next three months or six months where this kind of fear of sugar can be lifted from your shoulders. How great would that feel going into the holidays 2021? So until next time, I will talk to you all next Tuesday.